from Rochester, New York, the city that knocks him dead with Susie B, Freddie D, and the Mount Hope Cemetery, this is FC3 Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky, starring Billy DeTori, Tanya Metris, and Chris Frank in stunning grayscale. And here's your host, Chris Frank. That's 1080p. I'm vibrant. I'm colorful. I'm also really tired. (laughs) You're sleeping right now. I'm sitting here with my eyes closed at the moment. You'd just be bopping to the music. I'm just, I mean, you know, it's good music. I like the new music. I like the new intro. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of fitting that you recorded that particular opening, Tony, because <laughs> now we're going to be able to, we're going to make them, we're going to make use of it in the Halloween. We're actually knock them dead. We're going to make use of it in the Halloween season. No, we didn't tell you this. We're going to kill you on the air. Oh, <laughs> It's a snuff film. <laughs> well, technically it's not a film, so would this be a snuff cast? Snuff cast. Snuff cast. Snuff cast. That could be Is interesting. Is it like a Oh, bird. Yeah. Oh, bird. How are you, Billy? I'm I'm good. How are you, Chris? I'm doing, I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> Did you have too many Kit Kats? No, there's no such thing as too many Kit Kats. That's, sure. not, a, that's not a realistic statement to make. So I'm doing aight. Aight. Doing aight. So I got, a, I got a Billy. I got a Tanya. Hello, Tanya. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I haven't seen you in a whole week. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> you tried to kill me yet again, and you failed. Oh, the night is still young. <laughs> <laughs> I still have three sessions left. And way over to my left is the darling and effervescent Chrissy Harding. Hello, Chrissy Harding. Hello, Christopher Nice Frank. to see you. Nice to see you too, darling. And just beyond you and out of reach is the Tony. I like being out of reach. Yes, well. That's a smart place to sit. <laughs> the, I, I'm not, we'll just send Chrissy. I'm not as violent as some people on the table. I'm looking at you, Metris. Maelstrom uh, Metris. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, mischievous. Sure, sure, it's your wrestling name. Uh, women oh season three win of women well, glow is that the show yeah girl <laughs> glow is a great show <laughs> and they're going to feature a new character and it's maelstrom metris i'm getting out ow, ow. <laughs> jesus woman <laughs> that was a good shot actually my foot got caught on the, i went to kick him and my foot she, got caught on the, on the, on the, the headset, headset cord and she just yanked my ear off <laughs> you didn't need that oh no no seriously and they don't work that well anymore anyway. getting old <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Sorry. gonna make our own ghosts in here, apparently. Yeah, there you go. Coming Ooh. back, I'm gonna haunt you. <laughs> you haunt me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis. So we're it's Halloween season. <laughs> and uh and so the reason that, that the lovely and everfescent Chrissy Harding is in town and hanging out with us uh, well, she in lives studio. In town. Well, yeah, she lives in town, and she's you know she's basically part of the family yet. But this is like her specialty is the Halloween season. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It's it, and it's uh, as opposed to Terry coming in from Marlene's costumes talking and talking about, about how cop. everybody dresses up and, and celebrates. This is talking about the spookiness. Chrissy's talking about the underside of it, the the dark seedy underside. The paranormal. The paranormal. The paranormal. Seedy. No, it's no, not really seedy. seedy. I mean, well, some of the stories spooky. are. This so, is true. Some of the ghost stories are down like, what especially, the hell? Especially the real story about the White Lady of Durand. Yeah, see, mm. which you're going to talk about which today. we'll talk about. So in lieu of the Halloween season, we're going to kick back and we're going to talk a little bit more about the, the paranormal, the spiritual, the spooky side of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Chrissy is our resident expert. No, yeah. no, you're on your own, especially after kicking me in the ear, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to be talking you know? about spooky, scary skeletons? It's we possible. Have, there might be a possibility of that. Sending shivers down my spine? I have no skeletons in my closet because everybody's talked about them already over the past three and a half years. So. Oh, I'm sure we can find another one. Oh, stop. So, yep. As a founding, <laughs> um, actually, outside of doing uh, what I do with Mighty Monkey, I uh-huh. also am a founding member of RIP of NY, which is a local ghost hunting group with my partner, Shauna Watts. 
Uh, Shauna was. Hi, gonna, Shauna. Yeah, Shauna was going to join us today, but she had to take care of something. Um, but she's got all the element, all the evidence of stuff that we've caught on actual ghost inv- ghost investigations in some of these places. Except my computer broke. Otherwise, I would have done that. Well, you know what? We're going to have another episode where we talk about this a little more in depth, too, because, you know, this is a very interesting topic, one that we really not have done a lot with, but I've always wanted to. Oh, cool. So, you know, this is kind of a thing that we, we can definitely touch on a couple of times. All right. So anybody got going anything going on? Are we, are we, uh, how are we I, doing? I, I got woken up at 4.30 in the morning uh, today. Uh-huh. It's one of the only days I don't have to get up at 3.30 or 4.30 in the morning. What happened? Cats. 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 <laughs> it's always you. cats. Uh, they knock how many are down? in the house right now? Uh, five. Five. Oh, nice. Two of them were upstairs last night. One of them laying next to Susan. One of them uh, was somewhere else in the house, decided to jump in the bed. Didn't realize where one of them was. Landed right on, jumped up on the bed and landed right on top of the other sleeping cat. Oh, no. And they proceeded to wrestle and not be very happy with each other. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> While Susan and I were sleeping briefly. We're. Yeah. We're sleeping. We're sleeping. Until they started screaming and howling. Howling and arguing with each other. So Dora and Precious were not happy with each other. Dora and I was going to ask which ones were at yeah, it. The two girls, naturally. No, of course. You can't fight. So, yeah. <laughs> So I, I got Sorry. up early today. So with the with the weather changing and getting a little cooler, I've I've had um, Juno out of her crate at night instead mm-hmm. of down in her crate in the in the kitchen. I've had her up in in my room with me, and she'll usually curl up in a ball at the at the foot of the bed and just sleep there. But she's so not used to doing it yet that every time I stir, which in my middle years is often these days, yeah. Every time I stir, she's like up and she's like wagging her tail. And she's like, "Hey, we're going. What's going on? Hi, Dad. You know, hello." And then mm-hmm. I'll settle back down. You know, and then she's coming up. She starts licking. She, you know, she wants you know get my attention. She's like, "Are we going out? We're gonna play? Is we pl- are you playing?" She'll jump down. She'll grab a toy. She'll jump back up on the bed. She'll be like, "It's a plate." No, it's still sleep time. And she gets so disappointed. And then she goes and she sulks at the foot of the bed for a minute, and then goes back to sleep. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. Our, our my, boy uh, cats. Every time we get up off our, off the couch, they they think it's time for food. Mm-hmm. So my uh, my dad just had uh, knee replacement surgery, and he's been sleeping downstairs. Uh huh. Um, and the cats have been uh, uh, the cat has been uh, bugging him because uh, he he likes to sleep on faces. Okay, and uh, that's why the most doors are closed, closed upstairs, at night. At night. But uh, because my dad's recovering, he's sleeping downstairs, um, uh, be, so he doesn't have to do the stairs. So the cat's like sleeping on his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And dog... I've got a birthday coming up, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Yeah, my dog. Um, I have a German Shepherd, and he's got a certain routine because he's a stubborn German, and um, he is not. <laughs> what are you like... saying? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> um, so you're he does... stubborn too. Yep. So he is not liking the fact that because this time of year is usually when um, a lot of us we do ghost hunting, public hunts, and private hunt and private investigations. Okay. So I come home late, and he's just like, "Well, where the heck were you? Where's my treats?" And um, if I don't give it to him, he makes sure he wakes me up every hour on the hour until he gets his nighttime treats. Yes. Uh, you are going to give me something, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Now you will wake up and give me that thing again. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't say you could stop. Exactly. That's, yeah. that, that's that's his. That's how how big is your dog? He's a hundred pounds. He's a hundred pounder. Yes. Yeah. I still get away with certain things because Juno was only thirty five. Oh, don't worry, honey. She'll get up there. No, she, as Australian Shepherd, she'll top out around fifty. Yeah. I've seen how you feed your dogs. Hey, <laughs> I don't overfeed them. I feed them well, but I do not overfeed them. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that Winston back in the uh, the eighties and nineties, he was you know 
a 45-pound dog that ended up at 85 pounds and two hands <laughs> taller than the average Springer Spaniel, that means nothing. He, okay, so he was a small moose. You I get it. can't prove anything. Can't prove anything. All I'm saying is that past patterns do have a tendency to repeat themselves. I have been very good. I make sure I read the directions on the uh, on the food cans for her, and, and, uh, and I follow them. Mm-hmm. Eventually, and so, <laughs> I was gonna say she would love for you to have feed her cans of food. I uh, do. It's a can, a can in the morning, mm-hmm. and then um, dry, but I and then dry in the evening. But yeah. she'd like more cans of food. Yes, she's definitely becoming a discriminating palate, mm-hmm. otherwise known as a picky eater. Mm. Oh dear, and and therefore a pain in my ass. But you know that's Typical what dogs. Woman. Are. Yeah, seriously, she's you know the the woman in my life right now. So <laughs> there you have it. Um. So. Oh, God, I'm getting a dirty look from my I, right. I, I'm getting a dirty look from the right. <laughs> don't look at the left, man. I don't know what you think is a dirty look. I was uh, just waiting for the next okay. thing. Maybe it's a seductive look. Ooh. Ooh. Why, Miss Robinson, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> <laughs> this could be my lucky afternoon. <laughs> Maybe your character won't die. Maybe my character won't die. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he's doomed. <laughs> How many hit points does he have left? Um, all of them so far, but hopefully, you know, uh-uh. that's a negotiable number, I suppose. It's hard to go after Scott. Because you can't, you can't find him half the time. No. Oh. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to celebrate the Halloween season by talking about all things mysterious in the area. Okay. And spooky. Spooky. Let's talk about ghosts. If you're just dating casually, someone can break up with you simply by not texting back. (laughs) Welcome to the future. It's worse than science fiction thoughts. It happened to my friend. She was like, Josh, I went on three dates with a guy. I thought it was going great. Then I never heard from him again. He ghosted on me. That's the word for that, ghosting, which is the wrong term for that phenomenon because that is not how ghosts behave. If there's a ghost in your life, he stays in touch. He's going to bang your pots and pans together, flick your lights on and off. If you're telling me a story that ends he ghosted on me, you've got to come with a better tale than that. That story's got to go, Josh, I went on three dates with a guy. I thought it was going great. Now, every night at the stroke of 12, I hear a blood-curdling scream that I don't understand. And I'd be like, oh no, he ghosted on you. I'm so sorry to hear that. Or it could be like, Josh, I was flirting with a woman online. I thought I'd show up for the first date in person, be a gentleman, old school. I rang the doorbell, answering the door was an old woman sobbing. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, is Megan there? She was like, Megan? Megan's been dead for 30 years! Oh no! Dude, you got ghosted and that was a bummer, but... See, right now, this music is channeling Tarantino. I feel like, you know, George Clooney and Tarantino himself in in Dust Dust Before Dawn. Dawn. Dust till dawn. It's the ghost of Quentin Tarantino. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I've actually seen from Dust till Dawn. Mm -hmm. That's a good one, too. Mm -hmm. I like that one. That was George Clooney. Yep. (laughs) It very much was. And Selma Hayek. And all of Selma Hayek. But we're going to talk about a little more esoteric stuff. Sort of. Chrissy, tell yes. us a little bit more about what we're talking about today. So what we're going to talk about today, most people don't realize this, but Rochester is probably one of the most haunted cities in New York. Uh, we're actually part of a section of... Um, You're right in there under your mic, sweet pea. Okay. 
How's this? It's okay. You're not making out with Detulio anytime soon. You're good. <laughs> um, but really, actually, we're part of something known as the Burnover District. Um, the Burnover? The Burnover District. Okay. Which is also known as the Psychic Highway. It actually runs from Albany to Buffalo and then right across um, the United States. And it is the belief that there's such high energy <coughs> mm-hmm. in this district that people have visions, which explains why we have created, out of just our area alone, we've created about three different religions. Really? Yep. The first religion was um, the Universal Public Friend, which is not around anymore, and it was a branch off of the Quakers. Mm-hmm. The second one is Mormonism, which came out of Palmyra. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And then there was Spiritualism, which came out of Hydesville, which is just outside of Palmyra. And that's actually the first place on the list I'm going to talk about. Is, is that Palmyra? Tell, I'm sisters. Gonna, is the, that Lilydale? No. Is that related in any way, shape, uh, or form, Lilydale, or is that something different? Lilydale is actually one of the hot spots for spiritualism, and that's okay. just south of Fredonia. But that okay. came at the turn of this uh, turn of the ninth, uh, the mm-hmm. last century mm-hmm. when that was created. Um, but Hydesville, the Fox Sisters, um, actually really started the first running of spiritualism, which actually was and it still is a very hot religion. Okay, I mean, their members were. Um, Sir Conan Arthur Dowell of Doyle Doyle of um, Sherlock Holmes fame, and he's actually been to Rochester several times at the um, the Plymouth Church. Which really? Is, yeah, which actually is the mother church of spiritualism, and it's just downtown Rochester. That's yeah. amazing. It's the Plymouth Spiritualist Church. Yep. Okay. Vic Parquet, and that's actually the second building. Uh, the original building is not around anymore. That's cool. Yep, I've been in there. It's what happened to the original building? Burned down. They this do is that. everything That's else the happens. burned over district. The burned over. They burned. Believe, yeah, actually, it got the name the burn over district because of all the fire and brimstone prophets that used to come along that highway. I see. Now it's not lost on me that that highway essentially is the Erie Canal. Very was much. was that an essential ingredient to the, how this all kind of flowed? Or well, uh, there's a big belief in um, a lot of the paranormal culture that water plays a very strong spot and a very strong tie in <laughs> uh-huh. hauntings. Uh-huh. And in um, a so lot it of wasn't phenomenon. It wasn't more practical in the terms of the Erie Canal facilitated transport from from Albany to Rochester, to, you know, Albany, Syracuse, Rochester, Buffalo. It helped with a lot of ideas coming up and down that. But okay. The biggest one that actually is Ridge Road. Ridge Road was an old travel road, mm-hmm. and a lot of these um, groups actually traveled up and down that road, mm-hmm. um, going to all the different places. It also allowed the Masons to really kind of run through this area, too, with their secret society mm-hmm. and their um, esoteric beliefs as well. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, a really good book to read about. It's called Occult America um, mm-hmm. by, I think it's Mitch Horowitz. He actually really talks a lot about the um, history of this area and how it influenced um, really how America kind of developed its own religious identity. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that a lot with like um, I, in school. You learned about the Great Awakening um, in the United States, and um, the Great Awakening for uh, was a movement in uh, in and around the uh, I want to say mid eighteen hundreds in uh, what is not now uh, Western New York um, as just a revival of like um, Protestantism in the United States. Yeah, it, it there was a lot, and a lot of it. When they track, when you really track it back, even back to Native American beliefs, it was this was a very rich spiritual um, area for them in the Iroquois Nation, too. So, I mean, this this area has a very huge history of religious religious um, revivalism and just occult nature as well. Okay. So, so 
All right, now... I had a question. He's trying to figure out where he's going with this. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I can talk about one of the, actually uh, one of the great places if anyone out there wants to become a ghost hunter or wants to do a very safe ghost hunt. There is a uh, Palmyra. Um, there's a place called Historic Palmyra. Um, they actually have five buildings. Four of them are open to people to go in and do haunting, to do investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually have a very interesting story with all of their buildings. Uh, the first building is the Phelps Building. It's the old grocery store, and it still is the old, it still is in the condition it was back when Julius Phelps actually ran it. Mm-hmm. He actually closed the door back, I believe, in the early 1900s. His daughter Sybil lived above it, um, and she was actually a very prominent spiritualist in the area. Uh, she actually kept the spiritualist movement alive in Palmyra throughout most of her life. She died in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get a lot of stuff there too. She actually turned the upstairs into a boarding house as well. Hmm. Um, and there's actually a ghost there named Jack. He's a gambler and he likes the women. I see. <laughs> well, well, yeah. why not? Right. We keep trying to hook him up with another ghost there named Rosie who likes the men. I see. So hasn't worked yet. Um, the other building has a more tragic history and that's Market Street. Market Street. The Market Street building, which is the main building. The mm-hmm. original building actually burned down three days before Christmas in 1960. Uh-oh. Uh, mother and six kids were killed. Mm-hmm. The father was not home. The father was on the road, came into town um, just as the building was burning. He did not ask about his family. He did not go to see the burning build. He actually went to a bar and sat and drank the whole night. Uh, it was the next day that he went to the building to go see it, um, and he really showed no remorse, no nothing. So they feel that he set the fire? Or? There is a strong belief in Palmyra that he set the fire because um, he actually buried his family and then the next day married a 16-year-old girl and moved down to Kansas. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And this was when again? This was back in the 1960s. Okay. Um, what happened was, um, but there are two ghosts that are there of the two kids who died. They found the mother and four kids um, huddled together, but two boys were missing. The eldest boy and the youngest boy, their names are Sammy and Eddie. Mm-hmm. Sammy and Eddie were not found until about five days later by the firefighters. They actually, there was, um, the firefighters couldn't find them at first, so they thought maybe they escaped it. Uh, the firefighters decided to keep looking. They found them in the basement underneath a mattress, burnt oh, to a crisp. Jesus. And at first, they thought the kids were hiding in the basement. Um, and actually, I was the one who pointed it out to the owner of the building mm-hmm. that if a fire burned that hotly to the point the whole building is gone, they probably were on the second floor hiding under a bed and just collapsed they went all the way through. down to the basement. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so Sammy and Eddie are still there. Um, you can get hugs from them. You can. You can get hugs. Every time I go, I always get hugged. We actually have somewhere on film of, it looks like I was wearing a pair of um, the, um Boot cut jeans. You can see my jeans go in as if someone's hugging me, uh-huh. hugging my leg. And it goes right back out again. Huh. And we have that on video. Um, That's spooky as hell. Yeah, but they're the sweetest, two sweetest kids. I bring them um, toy toy cars every time we go there, and they actually put up uh, Christmas stockings for the kids. Wow. So they really do try to honor those the the six kids and the mother who died because uh-huh. they did lose their life. And the father for years claimed he was innocent. He even wrote this huge, long, rambling letter to the curator of the museum protesting his innocence before he died. And it was one of these letters that when you read it, you're like, dude, I think you're protesting too much. Yeah. Me thinks the lady doth protest too much, as exactly. Shakespeare once wrote. Well, let me, let me um, interrupt you just for a moment, because I'm, I'm curious about something. 
How did you get into this? Well, um, I've always been interested in the supernatural. Uh-huh. Um, in I am I was raised Roman Catholic. Okay. Um, and I went to parochial school. I'm going to interrupt you again. Do you consider yourself Roman Catholic now? Yeah, yeah laps like I am. Yeah, recovering Roman Catholic. Recovering it, yeah, recovering Catholic. <laughs> but that's me too. I always thought when we talked about souls and stuff, and I always wondered what happened after somebody died. And then I found a book in the Roman Catholic in my school's library about mm-hmm. ghosts, and I started reading it, and I found it fascinating. And ever since then, I've always been in kind of the occult. Okay. Um, in a sense, um, I was always the oddball of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I really didn't find other people who um, were into it until high school. Mm-hmm. And then I discovered something called legend tripping. Legend tripping. tripping. And that you take local legends uh-huh. and you go and you explore them trying to trip the legend. Okay. So like hunting the white lady of Duran Park. By trying to find her. By trying to find her. Um, and throwing my male friends in the middle of the park hoping she would try to ca- try to kill them. <laughs> That's polite. They, uh, they volunteered for it. I actually <laughs> made sure they understood exactly what they were walking into and they still wanted to do so, it. So, so hey. just make it clear. Just make it clear, sir. You are bait. Okay. Got it. <laughs> All right. Real bait, not like the bait and that you, you do in D and D. Right, yeah, and, and you had and you had said something in the in the beginning in the first segment we were introdu- we were getting our introductions going on that you were going to talk about the white lady, and I do want to get to that in a little bit. Oh yeah, we've. Uh, but continue on with your uh, your origin story as a ghost hunter. So after that, um, I went to college. I went to Niagara University, mm-hmm. and if you don't think Niagara 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 University was haunted, uh-huh. <laughs> you guys have never lived there. Well, that's true. And- uh, I lived in Clay Hall, which had a story of a priest who would go running up and down the hallway in the middle of the night banging on the doors because he died during a fire in 1866. Okay. And most people are like, oh, that's not true. And you would believe that until suddenly in the middle of the damn winter, you hear the fire alarm go off and someone is banging on your door. Uh-huh. And the RA is like, that wasn't me. Uh-huh. We've had several. Um, and no one knows what tripped the fire alarm. Like, there's no reason. The fire alarm wasn't even tripped. It was just started going off. So, you know, once you have that happen, you're just like, okay, what can I do to find out if this is really what's happening? Mm -hmm. Um, So I really kind of started getting into it in college. And then I found once I graduated and came back to Rochester, I found a lot of like-minded people who actually taught me the proper way to ghost hunt, which is not just go into a scary place and just start yelling at ghosts. You know, not to What? No, not taps. Um, <laughs> and I really. Hi, is there anybody here who wants to talk to me? No, that's yeah. not the way to do it. No, that's not the way to do it. Because you got to remember is that a lot of these ghosts were once people. Uh-huh. I mean, think about it this way. If you're hanging out, you're chilling, someone runs and goes, who's here? How did you die? Would you answer them? No. No. Uh, so we, we. I also learned- got a kick out of that because the, the craze has since faded on. On TV. No, it hasn't. It really hasn't? It really hasn't. I'm just not uh, watching the right channels anymore? You're not watching the right channels. Well, that's fine. Anyway, so... Sci-fi has moved away from it, but it's still alive in all the channels. Still, like Travel Channel okay. and um, Destination America still carries a lot of ghosts and cryptoid. Okay. Because honestly, the best... Cri- the, wait, wait, cri- cryptoid... Cryptoid stories. Cryptoid like, stories. Know, like Sasquatch and Sasquatch, oh, okay. Cryptozoological. Okay. And then History Channel still has its obsession with aliens. So. Well, yeah. Aliens. 
Yeah, Georgios. <laughs> I, I will never forget that man's hair for as long as I live. They're giving him his own series him. now. How, what's he like in person? He is hilarious in person. What you He is just as um, <coughs> crazy on the TV set as he mm-hmm. is in real life. So what you see is really is what you get. But he's very passionate about what he believes in. So you can pick on him. And he actually has a great sense of humor. It looks good. He like All the memes that people are like, oh, a lot of people think he's probably upset about it. He thinks it's hilarious. He mm-hmm. actually keeps a set of them. Like he prints them off and keeps a book of them. <laughs> That's he, amazing. Because he thinks they're great. That's phenomenal. That's awesome. Um, let's put him on the possible guest list. Just what was it? Giorgio Sukalos from basically Aliens and Hair. Just Will put you those send two, that to me? Well, I can. Just two, those two words together, Aliens and Hair, and, and he will pop up. I guarantee it. I have to Google actually, this now because um, I've never heard of him. They're okay. actually giving him his own series on history, I think. Yes, oh, he are. has it, I thought. He yeah. does. He does have one. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if you want someone else to bring up on the show, if you really are interested in Aliens, Rich. Richard Dolan, who's number three in the world for... Uh, Is that the older German fella? Nope. No, he's right here in Rochester, He is right, right here in Rochester. Yeah. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. Are you he really? Is he used to be on Art Bell all the time. I don't know if he's on with George Norrie as much anymore. Uh, but... he, he mostly talks with George Norrie. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I remember met... back in the Art Bell days. Yeah, he's he's still here in Rochester. Um he is he's number three in the world for research on aliens. He also does a lot with um, the, the alien... Really, the history of aliens in the United States going and the what he calls is the black ops operations, which mm-hmm. is the black budget programs. Mm-hmm. He is he is very smart. He's very down to earth. He's not conspiracy theory like some people in the UFOlogy world can be. I've met a few of them. Yes, I'm sure. I, I've sat there and been like, "You're crazy." <laughs> All right, so let's let's circle back around and get you know come off the tangent. But aliens are cool. Yes, they are. And we're, we're gonna, talking about spooky. We're going to uh, talk. We're going in, in honor of Halloween. Sci-fi. We're talking so spooky, spooky today. Okay. So, um, so you know, you so you got into college and you were at Niagara and Clay Hall and is it Clay and the, Hall or Clet Hall? It's Clay Hall. It's C L E T. You know how often we used to call it the other word? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I just looked it up and you say it's Clay, but it's, it's spelled C L E T. Yeah, it's okay. but it's pronounced Clay. Okay. But we used to call it the other word too. Just like O'Donohue used to be called O'Dyke. I mean, we had yeah. our own names for those college, the dorms back then. Yeah. Because O'Donohue was the all-girls dorm. I see. I lived in there for a year, too. Okay. That was fun. Um, now, how does it solidify for you? How does it become um, essentially a hobby? Almost Is it like a second job for you at this point? Are you that into it? or? Um, I'm not as in, I'm so busy now with it. Um, mm-hmm. Not as I'm so busy now with everything that it's kind of be still as, as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um there was a point in time where that's literally all I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually the historical researcher because I find the stories behind some of these places just as fascinating as the actual ghosts that are there or right. the evidence that we get. Well, so, that's the writer and historian in you, too. Exactly. And, and that's that's always kind of what's gotten my attention is, is history, is the story. Well, yeah. And, and the other thing is, too, is um, my job's so important because we do work with people who are licensed psychics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always do the background research of the place, and I don't tell them what it is once they go in. Mm-hmm. And I usually have a notebook like with me, and as they're telling me names and stuff that happens, I write it down. And then I go and bribe the local historians, depending on where we are in western New York. Sometimes it's cookies, sometimes it's cake, and sometimes it's just me showing up with pizza. Um, and they'll give me the information that I need. Because uh-huh. I know it takes a lot to dig some of this stuff because... 
you really have to dig for records, mm-hmm. especially with a lot of the land here. Yes, the house may have been built in the 1950s, but that land has been here since God knows how long. Mm-hmm. So they really have to dig, and I know that takes a lot of work. So on top of earning their pay, because that's what they're here for, I bring them food. Because no one says no to food. Uh, no. No. Especially if they're chocolate chip Nutella cookies. Oh. <laughs> Those are really good. I got yeah, and um, <laughs> I can tell you right now. Actually, um, I'm not sure who the the new uh, historian for Monroe County is, but the old one loves oatmeal raisin cookies. So well, I okay. usually bring them to her. Good to know. So. See, these are these are little tips that you just you miss out on if you're not in the in the trade, I suppose. So, th- what was what was the moment? Tell me the moment where it went from I'm interested to I'm all in. I'm all ho- <laughs> holy crap! This is real. Well, that actually was a very young age for me. The house uh-huh. that I lived in on Giles Avenue, we had a basement. and As most houses are as wont most to do. As most houses are wont to do. My dad had to refinish. It was with the, you know, the panel walls of the <laughs> 1970s. Oh, love it. Shag carpet. Shag carpet. Nice. Black and white TV, uh-huh. the record system. And I used to go down there and play all the time. <laughs> but then every so often, I would be down there and I would hear this voice saying, Run. And I would not go in the basement. There was like that feeling of dread that there's something dangerous down there. Mm-hmm. Don't go down there. So there would be times that I would not go down there. Mm-hmm. And of course, as a child, you're trying to explain this to your parents. And they just think it's imagination. They think it's your imagination. And then I made a friend with Maddie Lou, who you know. Yeah. Um, Maddie and I had been friends since the age I was 12. She was 13. Right. And she would come over, and there were times when we would open the door to go down the basement, and Maddie would go, nope, let's not go downstairs today, because she felt it too, and mm-hmm. we really didn't start talking about it until we were both like, yeah, there's something wrong with the basement on this day. And we would avoid it, and then it would be fine, and then I would go down there. Like, I would go down with my parents at any time, because I felt safe with them, mm-hmm. but there were certain times when I would be down there, and it would just be middle playing, and it would just be like, get out. you would have that feeling of just get out. Okay. And I would go upstairs and I'd shut the door and I would just go hide in my room. Two questions. Yes. The researcher in you, did you ever start tracking it to see if there was a pattern? I did try to track it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very hard to do with that piece of land over on Giles Avenue. Mm-hmm. The people who bought the house from us, I actually did try to get back and hold with them to find out if anything happened with them. Uh, he was so, the guy who bought it was so crazy to begin with that he actually would tell you that there were um, aliens living in the house. <laughs> so I really mm-hmm. couldn't go by him. Mm-hmm. And the land records were not really that good either. Okay. So it was very hard to track if there was something attached to the land because the house was built in the 1970s. My parents were the first family to live in that house. Okay. So it wasn't like there was a family before us. And the only thing to ever die in the house was uh, my dad's German shepherd, Sheba, mm-hmm. who was way before I was born. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things where it's like there's there was no history you could track. And unfortunately, that happens more often than most people realize. So my second question is already pretty much answered at this point, because I was going to ask, did you ever kind of get a, a theory, a working theory or pin an idea of what could possibly have been causing this? I'm assuming no is at this point. No, at this point. Um, but one of the things that I have learned in my time, mm-hmm. it's not everything is a ghost. It could be energy. It could be a spirit, which is a little different. Mm-hmm. Where ghosts 
Um, the idea of ghosts in the community is ghosts had an organic origin. They were once living things. All right, so ghosts and spirits are different things. Are different things. So the Twix commercial lied to us. Yes, it oh. did. Huh. Yeah, like you a ghost and me a spirit. You know, they're trying to say this the same thing, but you're saying it's not. It, it, yeah, it is. I mean, we use them interchangeably just because mm-hmm. that's the words most people use. But when you really get down to the historic researchers, we're just like, no, spirits are kind of like elementals and entities where ghosts are once people. Um, they once had a life. They had personalities. They had families. Um, where spirits are a little bit different. I'm, I'm hearing the squeaking of her chair, but I'm not here. Oh, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> to- Tony's Tony's getting a little weirded out over there. He's like, I hear something. I hear something. I'm like, no. Chrissy is fidgeting while she's talking because she's she's that into things right now. So yeah. she's fidgeting like a like a and scaring like a, the bejesus. Bejesus. So she's scaring Tony because her <laughs> her chair is squeaking while it's going on. This is known as debunking. Yes, <laughs> debunking something. Which which we do, which we also do too. I mean, I've seen like I've worked with people who are absolute skeptics, and mm-hmm. I love them. Yeah. No, I. I we don't love believe our skeptics. In, in that t- in like the whole ghost phenomena and all that uh, jazz. Mm-hmm. You're one of my favorite people for that. Um, I mostly because I feel like um, if they if you're going to die, you're going to go to one of three places, mm-hmm. and um, you don't want to go to at least one of those places. Yeah. <laughs> Hoboken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have cousins in Hoboken. Yeah, I'm and, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I know. And usually there's like some sort of explanation for everything. Uh-huh. So. Uh, yeah, and a lot of times, I mean, and when you do hit something that there is no explanation for, that then we call it paranormal. It doesn't mean that there's a ghost behind it. It just means mm-hmm. we haven't figured out what caused there's, it yet. Yes. Um, like orbs. You probably have heard on all the shows, orbs. Oh, my God, uh-huh. it's a ghost. Actually, majority of the orbs that I've seen are dust. Or bugs. Right. Um, but I won't take away from someone who's lost a family member who says, oh, my God, look at this orb. This must be my family member coming to see me. I'm not going to take that from them. Right. I'm going to go, yep, that's what you want to believe it is. Mm-hmm. Go for it. But if you're going to bring that to me and say it's definite proof of a ghost, I, I will try my hardest to debunk that. Because in this, we have so many people who fake evidence. We have to be much harder on ourselves before we present evidence. And that's why we like the skeptics, the people who are like, there's got to be a reason for it. And a lot of people in my group are like that. Mm-hmm. Who Even one of our psychics who goes on the hunts with us, he is a definite skeptic, even though he's psychic. And he has been certified as a psychic medium. He still is that person who, if we get a bump or we get a voice, he is finding out where that came from. And he's going to disprove it one way or another. Mm-hmm. Because we do how most uh, investigators hold themselves to the higher standard because if we put it out online, we're going to get that from somebody else. Now, this your your skeptic, your psychic certified skeptic, has he been shown the light on a couple of occasions? Like he he has a track record of saying no, this is this, this is this, this is. This. But has he ever run into something that's made him go, oh, 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 yeah, oh. several times? Okay, he's actually um, we work very well together. Mm-hmm. Where he will get stuff, and then he'll come to me two weeks later, and he'll say, so did you did you debunk it? Because usually when he gives me information, I'm trying to debunk that information through the historical record. Mm-hmm. He's ninety eight percent accurate. Okay. He's gotten stuff that really has happened there, has really has really taken place. Mm-hmm. Um, and a good point that is the um, Arkansas, the USS Arkansas and Buffalo in the Naval mm-hmm. Yard. They do ghost hunts too. And he walked into a room where he was just like, "I don't like this room. Something bad happened here, almost like a, a rape." 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we couldn't really figure out what it was. And then I met somebody, um, one of the guys I worked with, actually served on the Arkansas when it was in service. Mm-hmm. And I said something to him, oh, you know, was there any stories about it? He says, yeah, there's actually a room on there that's the um, Vietnam Memorial Room. He goes, but that room before, there were a couple of seamen raped another seaman. Got it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, you know, that that's one of the stories that took place there. And mm-hmm. I look, and I was like, and which room was it? He goes, it's the one with all the Vietnam Memorial stuff in it, which was the room that that he that he was in. Yeah. And I didn't tell him what room. I didn't tell him what uh, Sam had gotten in there because mm-hmm. that's that's his name. And when I went back and told Sam, he was just like, that makes a lot of sense of what I was feeling because mm-hmm. he really felt vi- like he was like, I feel violated. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And he did. And. So you have you have your skeptics and your debunkers who are just no none of this is real, this is all fake and I can prove all of it. Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like this fella is kind of like, no, I want to make sure that the story is accurate. Exactly. Right. So he's gonna he's gonna know that there's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. There's a reason for this. But it then it, it, it it's like a crucible. It burns away all of the crap. It burns away all of the subjective or the objectiveness. And it says, okay, this. This is something that could possibly. This is something that exists. Here's something here. So he's not like, you're you're this Sam. He's not anti paranormal, no. anti ghost. He just wants to make sure that when the story goes out, it's it's 100 percent true. It's 100 percent true. It can be backed up, and a lot of times we take our stuff. And for people like Tony, who are the true blue, this is not real at all. Mm-hmm. We do present it to them, and they usually we let them fight with it. We let them look at it because mm-hmm. if and if they come back and say. I can't find I can't find a reason to debunk this now. Mm-hmm. We know it's something that is going to hold up <laughs> when we present it to the paranormal community. Okay. And we do have um, several members um, who we talk to who are like that. And we love them. Like we sit there, we go, we love our skeptics. Yeah. And then I'm assuming you have somebody at the other complete other end of the spectrum that everything is true no matter what. Oh my God, I've dealt with P- I've dealt with um, paranormal researchers who if something happens, they're like, mm-hmm. it's the devil. Mm-hmm. Like I taps. Yeah, like <laughs> pretty much. Um, actually, no. Ghost Adventures um, oh, does yeah. that more. Yeah. Um, they seem uh, those are the rock star guys. Yeah, the Zach Bagans. Yeah, they seem a little bit obnoxious to be. I'm gonna tell you right uh, now. I watch the show just to laugh at them. Yeah. What was it? Um, the uh, the Bigfoot hunters. Oh. Um, the the ones that are very clearly fake. Um, I forget their names because the guy who uh, the guy with a beard and the main uh, the main one. He was a former football player. <laughs> Are you talking about Mountain Monsters? Yeah, I think that's it. Oh my god, I love Mountain Monsters. I, yeah. I enjoy that show because mm-hmm. if it's even if it's fake or not, they do their research into the lore of mm-hmm. what they're of what they're hunting, which I think is really cool because they bring a lot of Native American lore to the forefront, mm-hmm. which not many shows do. That's good. A, a lot of the fans of the show they don't take we really don't take it totally as real. We know that there is some <laughs> chicanery going on with it, but they also don't really. There's your 50-cent word of the day, guys. Chicanery, by the way. It's Trapper, Trapper like John Tice, Jeff Headley, and Willie McQuillan. Yep, they started the group called Ames. Um, yep. They're actually For monster, some... M- mountain monsters. Mountain monsters, yep. Yeah, one of them was a football player for, uh, like a, big, uh, for a major team. Um, I, I forget th- which one. I think it was Willie, because yeah. I don't think it was Trapper. Trapper right now is very sick, so he's really not been on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's extremely sick right now. So, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. We keep hoping he's going to be fine and back on the show because he's freaking hilarious. He will be back when he's a ghost. There you, there go. you go. There you go. Well, they don't hunt ghosts. They hunt Bigfoot. Oh, it's going to be a ghost haunting Bigfoot. There we go. 
Now there's a story. There we go. Right there. The ghost haunting Bigfoot. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> how many organizations are active in Rochester right now? Um, right now there is uh, there's us, which is RIP. Mm-hmm. Um, there is John Mayer runs um, Monroe County Paranormal Investigators and Wayne County Paranormal Investigators. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want someone on the show who really knows this stuff, you need to get him. Okay. He's amazing. And he's such a sweetheart. Um, there used to be um, Rock, Rochester Paranormal. Um, I don't know if they're still going. The guy who runs that, his name's Director Burke. He's the director. He's interesting. There was Phantom Finders. They're now known as Glass, which is Greater um, Great Lakes Association of Spiritual Seekers. I'm not quite sure what the full name is, but they're called Glass. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a lot of smaller groups, too, mm-hmm. um, that do do it. Um, you Probably if you type in um, Rochester Paranormal Investigators or Ghost Hunters, you'll probably get like a bunch of pages. I think we're number one on the Google search, my group. <laughs> Just that that's a lot of Shauna's work. What's your favorite story? Favorite, favorite, which one? Favorite local story. Favorite local story. I actually grew up on the White Lady. Okay. There we go. Hey, There's yeah. the segue. I love White Ladies. Let's talk about White Lady. So, now you, you like White Russians. There's a difference. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was the dude's favorite drink. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, they, we got the living embodiment of the dude over here. He's got, and, and the, the, the rug really ties his dorm room together. Our, our number, there is, a, there is a rule that with ghost hunting is spirits and spirits don't mix. Spirits and spirits, spirits don't, don't mix. mix. What? So no drinking while hunting? No drinking while no hunting. Drinking while hunting. You can drink after hunting. You can drink before hunting, but no drinking while hunting. So I can pregame my hunting? Yes, yes you can. I love that. Get your, get your primer coat on. Get your oh. primer coat on. You can totally pregame. It helps you stay warm in the cold nights. Yes. Be completely and utterly... Um, uh, shit-faced shit is the word. Yeah, yeah so. that's the word I'm looking for. All right. So snickered. For those, for those who are listening from around the world, because we're huge in Egypt, apparently. Oh, nice. Um, and, and we've had our entire catalog downloaded in France and in Japan. So for folks who are definitely not in town to Rochester, New York, tell us a little bit about the White Lady and then tell us your, your, your um, investigation experiences. So the White Lady is actually out of um, Durandisman Park down in Arundaquite. Down right on, the, right on right Lake on Ontario. Lake, right on Lake Ontario. Um, so the story is, is there was a widowed woman um, with a daughter. The widow woman, now, no one really knows what happened to her husband. Uh, One story will tell you he died in a war. Mm -hmm. The other story will tell you she killed him. She took him out into the marshlands down there, the wetlands, and walked him into quicksand and left him there to die because he was abusive. So she had a daughter that she was very protective of. Um, The daughter fell in love with a young man uh, in in town. Mm -hmm. Rinderquite was a small farming community. Uh, Mother did not approve of the son, of the guy. She, the daughter wanted to run away with him. They got on a train, went to downtown Rochester. Well, she did. He stayed to get some money so they could be married. When the mother realized her daughter was missing, she believed that the young man killed her daughter. Mm -hmm. And she chased him with two dogs into what is Duranison Park, when it was was more wetland and quicksand area. Mm -hmm. And he fell into one of the quicksands and he died. Okay. And then she believed because that's where he she believed in her head that's where her daughter was killed, wandered the wetlands looking for her daughter. That's one of the stories. And mm-hmm. then she fell in and she died with the two dogs. Quick sand at Duran Eastman Park explains where a lot of my golf shots must have gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just saying that. Just putting that observation it out. It couldn't there. possibly be that you're not great at golf. Well, we're not going to discuss that at the moment. <laughs> it's just that he couldn't just, find the golf ball. No, let's just say I fact. get my money's worth when I go out and play. 
All right. So carrying on. So that's one of the that's one of the many versions. The mm-hmm. other version is is the young man took the girl to a dance over in Greece. Mm-hmm. What is Greece? Um, on the way back, Prudranus and Park killed her, raped her, and killed her. Mm-hmm. Dumped her body in one of the lakes. Uh, went into Arundaquite, claimed that they were attacked either by um, Indians or by bandits. No one knows which. Mm-hmm. They did a hunt. They did a huge man hunt to find her in what is now Duranison Park. Uh, they called it off because the winter was coming. The mother said, screw you guys. I'm going to keep looking for my daughter. Mm-hmm. And she went into the park and somehow wandered into the middle of Lake Ontario and fell through the ice and died. Okay. Now, the white lady's legend came out that... If you're a young man in Durand Eastman Park with a young lady and you're trying to get frisky and it's the middle of summer, she's going to come and kill you. She will not harm the girls. She will kill the guys. I, I may or may not have some personal experience with the safety of, of that. <laughs> um, so have I. Yes. So, so when I was younger, when I was in high school, uh, we did go out with a group of guys. They all volunteered, and I did tell them the legend, and they all agreed to do it because they wanted to prove how tough they were. And now they're all dead. <laughs> no, they're all still alive, sadly enough. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say a few of them were jerks to me in high school, so I was kind of hoping. There you go. And that way it would be like, ah, oh, revenge, and I didn't have to get my hands dirty. Um but we did have some interesting things happen where they heard dogs barking, where the guys claimed that they felt something biting at the back of their legs. Um, obviously, none of them wanted to go back in there again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but we have been to what is known as White Lady's Castle. And if you're driving along um, Lakeshore Boulevard, you'll see this what looks like a castle um, on the side of the park towards the beginning, closer to Culver Road. Um, and I've actually been up there doing ghost hunts and doing ghost investigations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff up there, but none of them are a crazy killer white lady. Um, but that actually used to be a hot dog stand. Okay. Yeah. So most people see it and, I'm, and they're like, oh my God, she must have lived there. I'm like, no, that was a hot dog stand. Um, but we've had had some stuff happen up there where mm-hmm. cameras have lost their power batteries. I've taken my, I've taken my dog up there mm-hmm. and he'll go crazy trying to chase something. Would you, because here's the thing is, I was in the area, but I don't believe I found the exact location. I don't think I've ever been to White Lady's Castle then, mm-hmm. by the way you're describing it. Yeah. I've been to White, the the, the wall, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that has is the, the... That looks like it's part, looks I've like it's a castle. White yeah, and then the stairs come down to that little parking area. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. White Lady's Castle. Yep. No, I've never seen that. I've heard look of White that, Castle. That picture right there. Well, White Castle has amazing hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I've never seen that that picture that you're showing me. Yeah, it's it's um, it's pretty interesting, um, and back also back then when I used to do it, they also had a tunnel that went from the road to the beach, and it was believed that if you went there on Halloween night, you would actually see a spectral dog protecting the tunnel so you couldn't go down to the beach. Um, that was another story that used to be around until they destroyed the tunnel, and then no one's seen the dog since. Mm-hmm. Um, it is believed that she has two hellhounds that help her hunt down gentlemen. Okay. Because um, why not? Why not? Which prompted me every year asking for a hellhound for Christmas. <laughs> I never have gotten one. I only have an Oscar right you, now. You have Oscar. I have Oscar. Oscar is not much of a hellhound. He's... he. He'll cuddle people before yeah, he Yeah, he's a cuddle them. monster. All I want for Christmas is my two hell hellhounds. 
<laughs> I actually wrote a letter that said, Dear Santa, I want two hellhounds for Christmas so I can take out the people who don't believe in you. There you go. Still haven't gotten them. All right. So you, you kind of... It was your thesis was white lady. My thesis was white lady wanting to prove her existence. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've met other ghost hunters who are from the area, people who have been doing a lot longer than I have. Um, the second story of the white lady is the one I grew up with. The first story of the white lady is the one that I have been told and actually have found proof of. Okay. Um, we did find the daughter. The daughter actually, because she was in the middle of city of Rochester, no money, no funds, did not want to go back to her mother because she was afraid of what would happen to her. Uh-huh. She didn't know that her potential husband was killed, um, but no one could prove it. So she ended up in the Rochester Insane Asylum Oh, because she was homeless, mm-hmm. no money, um, and that's usually where people ended up. Gotcha. And interestingly enough, we're pretty sure her body is buried in Highland Park. Okay. Because that's where if you went to the insane asylum or the Rochester Children's Asylum and you died, Highland Park actually is the potter's field for that place. I see. Mm-hmm. Now, Highland is not an official cemetery. It was just a dumping ground. It back was just in the a day. dumping ground back in the day. Okay. Um, they did try to move as many bodies as they could over to Mount Hope Cemetery. Mm-hmm. But they but know they didn't get them all. They didn't get them all. And actually, they did find one body um, when they were building the Vietnam Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, they found a couple, bo- actually more than one body, um, and they had moved them. Um, normally what happens is if you find a body on a land like that, you're supposed to stop whatever you're doing to really make sure there's no others. Right. Because they were on a time schedule with the Vietnam Memorial, mm-hmm. um, they actually had to kind of be like, nope, that was it. And they continued to build the Vietnam Memorial. Oh, goody, because that's always, that's where, you know, this is where horror movies begin, basically. This is how they get written. You know, yeah. essentially. Um, but actually in Highland Park, if you mm-hmm. go down a little ways from um, from the Vietnam Memorial, there is a memorial for the people who were buried in Highland. Okay. Yeah, that said, um, the remains of, when the excavation work happened in 1984, the remains of 296 individuals were moved to Mount Hope, but it's believed that a similar number remained interred at that site. Yeah, it just, they, yeah, it was one of those things. That's where creepy. They, yeah, because they were supposed to really stop and really check Highland 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 Park, Park. Mm-hmm. and it was like they had a time scale for careful. I'm sorry, they had a time scale <laughs> for up that microphone today. that memorial because they funds were running out, so it mm-hmm. was kind of one of those. Yep, we moved them all. Yeah, yeah. It says it um, is believed to contain burials from the Monroe County Alms House or the Poor House, the mm-hmm. Insane Asylum, and the Penitentiary. Yep. Interesting Pen- Penitentiary, yeah. which all sat on the Highland Park property in the 1800s. Yep. Hmm. So, with that being said. Mm-hmm. All right, can, and you can investigate Highland Park at night. That's what I was going to ask you. Here's here's what I, I basic real quick, and then we're going to run to break and head towards our question of the week. Um, what are some of the easy ways for folks to get involved if they're interested in this? And and uh, with the Halloween season, what are like two or three of the the really good hot spots that the commoners like me can go ahead and just jump in and, and have a little fun with? Okay, so usually we we usually tell people if you really want to start kind of kind of ghost investigation all you really need is a good camera and a good voice recorder mm-hmm. um and just be very patient like we said like i said treat treat them with respect mm-hmm. no yelling no screaming no provoking mm-hmm. um it's kind of like poking a bear i mean you can't see them so you don't know what you're provoking mm-hmm. um and if a person was a jerk in life they're going to be a jerk in death mm-hmm you know, not everyone was sweet, funny, happy, go lucky. Right. And, and wants did, to talk. And, and death did not probably, and death does not change their disposition. Who they are in life is who they are in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So just be respectful. Um, just treat them with respect. 
um, until you really get good at it. When, I mean, unless you go into demonology, which is a whole nother field. Not touching that one today. Nope. Um, and then, you know, like, and when Ghost Hunters International goes to a German site and starts speaking English, don't expect a response. Yeah, because they don't understand English. Because yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of times, it's speaking the native language of that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've actually did have um, in Kassel, we've gotten responses back in German. So I had to take it to a friend of mine who speaks German mm-hmm. to translate. Um, places that you can definitely go to, like I said, one is Haunted Palmyra. Um, you get three buildings for a whole night. Um, Bonnie Hayes, who runs it, is an absolute sweetheart, and she'll tell you the history of not only just that, but all of Palmyra, which has a very interesting history. Uh, there's Rolling Hills Insane Asylum, if you really want to go hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard of them. Yeah, That's in Batavia, right? That's actually in Perry. Perry. Close hey, enough. where's Perry? Sorry, Phineas yeah. and Ferb reference. Anyway. Um, oh, there you, you are, to, Perry. <laughs> um, a little bit closer to home is going to be actually um, any of the parks, Highland, Cobbs Hill, and Durand, uh, Mount Hope Cemetery. During the day, you can do ghost hunting. You cannot go in there at night um, just because of the fact that, A, um, they, we, I've actually been in there once at night, and that's because the RPD was very nice to our group and let us go in. Um, but for the most part, they do not. Um, there is a, a stigma with certain people in the mayor's office um, in regards to ghost hunting, where mm-hmm. they see it as devil worshiping. I see. So you can't really fight it at that point when it's that high up. Well, I just drove by Mount Hope Cemetery the other night, and they were setting up tiki torches for a walk. Yeah, that's actually Friends of Mount Hope Cemetery. Uh-huh. They do what's known as the torch walks around this time, and okay. that's their, one of their big fundraisers. Um, if you want to really learn some a lot of interesting history for Mount Hope, I say go on those. They're definitely worth it. Okay. But you can't do like an independent investigation. Got it. You get to walk wherever you want. Okay. Um, another couple good places. The Armory is one, but you really can't do the Armory anymore because... Main Street Armory. Main Street Armory. Okay. Because the owner has obviously turned it into... An event place. Pla- an event place. Uh-huh. Before he used to, um, until he got a little bit too interesting. Uh, it's called Greedy? That's the... the, the yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the Union Tavern, which is also the old reunion in Arundaquay, uh-huh. actually now does the owners, uh, the new owners to it actually are now doing a lot with the ghost history of that place because uh-huh. that was actually stopped on the Underground Railroad and there oh, cool. are ghosts in there. And I have worked there and I've had experienced it. Um, another good place to go is really, um, if you can if you can convince them and they do do it, is Seabreeze Fire Hall. Mm-hmm. Also in Arundaquite, um, they actually have a fire chief who still haunts that place to make sure that his men are okay. And you can get a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, they are open to people coming in and doing an investigation for a donation to help them keep running because they are a volunteer organization. Got it. And Seabreeze Parks has some stuff in it, too. Eastman Theater is another one mm-hmm. that's hard to get into. These are two places that you can, three places you can't get into, but if you ever get a chance to look them up online in their history, it's very interesting. One is Strong Museum, mm-hmm. Strong Museum of Play. Any place that has that many toys from different places has a lot of energy to it. Things are attached to the, the vintage stuff. or to the vintage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really talk about it because they don't want that reputation. You'll come across it a lot with some places where they don't want to talk about the experiences because they don't want that reputation. Mm-hmm. Before the show, I remember you uh, mentioned something about a haunted NES uh, console. Yes, <laughs> I have. I have a couple friends who are curators there, and there is a haunted NES console, and I do want to hook that puppy up and play with it. That'd be funny. <laughs> that would be fun. I'd have fun with that. Uh, the other one is the Green Lantern Inn in Fairport. Uh-huh. Um, right now, that is owned by a family. 
Um, they and you can go there in brightest day and in darkest night. Indeed. No evils shall escape your sight. <laughs> Let those who worship evil's might beware, beware my power. power. Green lanterns light. Oh. Happy hours every day. Yeah. <laughs> you can also hold your wedding there. Um, the family who runs it has some young kid had has some younger kids, so they don't want to do the ghost hunts there until the kids are older. I'm so glad we snuck that in. <laughs> I'm so glad. That's why I actually added it to the list was mm-hmm. so you guys can do the vow. Thank you. Woo! See, that's so sweet of you, Chrissy. That's why we love you so yeah. much. And oh, the other uh, place is the old cart right in. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's up for sale. So if anybody out there wants to buy an old haunted restaurant, open it up. I will be one of the first people to come there and go ghost hunting because um, it closed before I actually got into investigations. But where is this again? It's on the corner of uh, West Henrietta Road and Erie Station. Okay. Yeah, it's the old cart. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah, Yeah, it's the old cart right in. It's like definitely run down. But I've actually been in there for for meals and dinners and things like that with yeah. family way back when. But. Mm-hmm. And the other interesting thing most people don't realize in Rochester is we actually have buried in one of our cemeteries a suspect who was of in the uh, Jack the Ripper case. I just learned this Are just you kidding me? Friday. Yeah. We have a local connection to Jack the Ripper? Yeah, yeah he's, he's buried in Holy Sepulchre. Yeah, he's buried in, in Holy uh, Sepulchre. Is in, in Lake in, Avenue. In, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the connection's really tenuous from what he I was understand. actually no it actually well he actually was one of the top suspects during the time of the jack the ripper killers yeah. now they, they really don't think he had much to do with it but mm-hmm. his name was dr francis tumblety and he was in um he was in london at the time of the killings he was named by one of the top investigators in it as a possible suspect and the main reason why they thought he might have been it was he has a collect he had a collection of women genitalia that he brings with him and traveled with interesting he did have family in rochester Mm -hmm. um when he came back over stateside he was kind of on the run for a while from a lot of different agencies uh who wanted to question him about some certain uh not so good medical practices Mm -hmm. um when he did die his family did claim his body um in the family in rochester claimed the body and they did bury him in holy sepulcher Hmm. a lot of people thought he was buried in mount hope and he's not he's i literally just went there friday because i heard about it on the detulio moran show down the hall Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went to go visit my mom, my dad, my grandma, my and grandpa, the, and, Jank, and Jack the Ripper. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack the Ripper. That's amazing people, to and, say that. And if and um, when you go into the office of Holy Sepulchre and ask uh-huh. to find it and ask to see the grave, they they kind of are very protective of it mm-hmm. because they're afraid of people doing, defacing it, defacing it, vandalizing it. Because mm-hmm. um, they did have a problem a while there where people were breaking into their cemetery and vandalizing a lot of the tombstones. Yeah, because um, my know. family because my family was buried. Is yeah, buried most of my family's there as well. Um, yeah, majority of my family as well. Yeah, um, but which I find is interesting because people were breaking into them. I'm trying to figure out how the hell they got into Holy Sepulchre because Holy Sepulchre does not have any holes in its fences like Mount Hope does. Yeah, Mount Hope has seven holes. So if anyone wants to actually break into Mount Hope, okay, no, 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 we're not condoning that behavior. Please don't. Please join a legitimate paranormal investigation club organization or whatever and handle the things professionally and appropriately and in an appropriate fashion, please. Because because the trespassing charges the only illegal. are very expensive. Yeah, they, they put fences around cemeteries for a very particular reason. Because people are yes. dying to get in. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, so sepulchre is probably where I'm going to end up eventually. Yeah. Isn't the Holy Sepulchre uh, Cemetery just surrounded by like a uh, like, uh, brick wall, like yay high? Yeah, yeah. most of it. Brick yeah. wall and iron bars. Iron bars. Yeah. Um, and then the other place that you could go to, I don't recommend it for several safety reasons, is the old Rochester Psych Center. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not. It is abandoned. It's a. It's a very dilapidated. It's not up to code. It's not up to code. <laughs> well, yeah, the code enforcement officer and me would not want to step one foot in there. No, and, and there's a lot of asbestos in there. Yeah. Too. So yeah. additionally, isn't it? It, it is illegal to go there because yeah. uh, it's trespassing. Right. Yeah, it is trespassing. But the okay. pictures that people post on there are awesome. Very okay, good. I'm see I'm seeing the let's wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> let's go to break. And, let's go to break. Uh, That's cool though. Then, and, but Chrissy, thank you though because You're it has welcome. a lot of really cool stuff and it, and you've opened my eyes to some things that I've always been interested in but have never known I've, I've never really known how to get involved to look into it any further oh yeah and i, I know mean, you've been interested in it i know you've always been a willing conduit but to have that you know basically right out in the open where i can listen and, and hear about it that's kind of cool i gotta tell you yeah and anytime like as you can get um, my group is on facebook mm-hmm. we do take people out um so if anyone really wants to go somewhere and kind of get a feel for it you're more than welcome to get a hold of us on facebook You'll mostly deal with Shauna because she does the Facebook stuff. Do you have a like a, a Halloween night event? We actually we don't. Um, a lot of times because um, a lot of places are already booked up for it because okay. Halloween's their big one. Very good. Um, I always tell people the best time to ghost hunting is probably in the spring because it's not quite as cold. Right. And ghosts I, really don't go by a timer. I think Christmas. You might even find Jesus then. There you go. There you go. Or the ghost of Christmas past. Exactly. And I could tell him I wanted my damn Legos. All right. The ghost. So we're going to, yeah, the Lee ghost. The Lee ghost. Okay, let's go to break with comedian Andrew Ritchie. Hopefully. Why isn't this playing? Oh, well. But let's go to break with music. <laughs> ah, I stink. No, we Ooh. still love you. You're doing fine. Radio magic. Don't worry, they're not going to fire you. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Nope. <laughs> He's too important to the operation. My apartment. Uh, my apartment is haunted, like for real. Uh, and it's a studio apartment, so I can't even go in the other room. It's <laughs> like this. <sighs> yeah, I see you. You're four feet away from me. I'm not gonna hang out in the bathroom. I want to get rid of him. My friend keeps telling me he's like a self-proclaimed ghost expert. He's like, dude, you want to get rid of your ghost, you have to help it. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? It's like, yeah, that's the reason the ghosts contact human beings, because they need your help to complete something they weren't able to complete while they were alive. I'm like, well, that's fine, but they could ask a lot nicer. <laughs> I want something from someone. I'm not going to be like, can I buy your screwdriver? Like, <laughs> you're never going to get anything that way. <laughs> so I decided when I die, if I become a ghost, I'm going to be the most reasonable <laughs> ghost ever. Like, when I haunt people, I'll jump out of the wall like, whoa, okay, I know this is weird, hear me out. Can you please mail back my Netflix? Yo, who's the comedian I wanted to play? That's good stuff. That was funny. Hey, can you return that book to the library at SUNY Brockport? Yeah. That's... Would be the the odd request you'd make, Tanya. Hmm... Odd request. Can you drop a few white Kit Kats at my gravesite? No, that would be Billy. (laughs) Um, Make sure you bring me a Milky Way. Can you feed my cats? Feed my cats. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Not the question of the week, mind you. It's just one of those things that just kind of popped up in conversation. Hey, Tanya, you have it in front of you. What is indeed the question of the week? The question of the week is, what songs, if any, do you put into your Halloween playlist? Billy, if Billy. You're have a Halloween party. Our maestro. That that's actually easy for me because I usually do a radio show somewhere around Halloween, mm-hmm. if not on Halloween night itself. 
and I try and play a bunch of them. There's the obvious ones, or Werewolves of London. and, and Monster Mash. Monster Mash, all that. But my favorite one is a song I just heard for the first time a couple of years ago. It's called See You in Hell by Monster Magnet. Okay. And it's just a great rock and roll song to me. And uh, let me see if I can get it. I was going to say, we should have had like these yeah. prepped so you could... Uh, Share the. I love. I've got my two choices. Grim grinning ghosts is is the the theme song for the haunted mansion in Disney World. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a version by Bare Naked Ladies, who's one of nice. my favorite bands. Oh, so that's awesome. Here's a quick version of that. It... I feel like I'm going into court. <laughs> Any songs you have, I can find quickly too. I love this. This is fun. And that's the basic idea of that one, the Bernanke Ladies. That's uh, fun. Grim, that's Grim, a lot Ghost, of cool. I like that. And uh, Monster Magnet doing See You in Hell is this one. If I hit the right button, there we go. And I just love this as a rock and roll song. It's got a great keyboard coming up. And that, that's I'm Monster Man. I'm listening to it, yeah. and all I can hear is that 60s song. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 dun. You know, it sounds like Question Mark and the Mysterians. Yeah. Like 96 years. Yeah. And that's Monster Magnacy in Hell. I like it. That's I, cool. I, I like that song. It's a lot. not schlocky, right? No. And that's that's our like. You know, I the, don't even know if it's a Halloween song or scary, but I heard it actually on a, another podcast. Well, I the heard. keyboard gives you that whole you know it's pipe kind of organ spooky, feel. Yeah. You know. How about you, Tony? You got anything in mind? Uh, this is Halloween. Right. This the classic. Okay. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Oh, Halloween. Happy. I don't know. Uh, from Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. Oh yeah, that's a popular movie this time of year. The question is, is it a Halloween movie or is it a Christmas movie? It's both. It it's one both. of those. It's, it can be either way. Are we going to talk know, about Die Hard being a Christmas movie that's, later? See, that is no, totally that's totally a Christmas movie. Totally a Christmas movie. It is Despite not Christmas until Smith's you see Hans Gruber fall from the Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I saw this with the RPO last year. Yeah, they do cool stuff like that. It was amazing. And this is Danny Elfman, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. He, do, he does the singing voice of uh, Jack Skellington in this. This is Halloween. 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 Yeah, Danny Elfman uh, had a band called Oingo Boingo. Yes. I loved that band. They had just one song, Out of Control. I used to play it all the time when I was on the radio at Fisher. See, I, I play every once in a while still Goodbye, Goodbye from uh, yeah. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's good. And, you know, you got to go to Weird Science every so often. Mm-hmm. you got to. Yeah. Just because the beat of it is just so amazing. Mm-hmm. How about you, Captain Paranormal? Do you have do you have something that you add to your, your list? Um, actually, I'm not sure if Billy could find this one, but back in the 90s, they actually had a Crypt Keeper song that they used to play 98PXY all the time around Halloween that was one of my favorites um, and I still every so often when I get it I can pl- I will pl- when I hear it I will play it uh, the other one to be different from everyone else who has picked either a muse- music um, from a movie or rock and roll I actually enjoy um, Fugue in D minor mm-hmm. which is also known as the Phantom of the Opera theme mm. that they did have in the original mm. black and white. Mm-hmm. Not not the Phantom Opera yeah, play, but it yeah. was actually part of the black and white movie with Lon Chaney. Um, and that's actually one of my favorites uh, to play too. Um, when kids come to my door, I'll actually have the... So my kid up. would not be coming to your door because you would have music that would scare the bejesus out of him. Okay, I have the original music from the uh, Tells from the Crypt, the Crypt Keepers on the front. What was the name of the song? It was they? like the Crypt Keepers rap or the, something. The it, Crypt Jam? Yes, Could that might be? be it. It was from the 90s. Yes, I think this is it, actually. Oh, my God, my childhood. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Welcome, would you like to dance to death? All you have to do is come to the Crypt Keeper's party. A monster bash, if you will. It is kind of freaky. It is come freaky. On down. Then you get this up a beat thing. Everyone had a rap in the song. <laughs> Didn't uh, Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff have a scary song? Yes. Like um, Welcome to Nightmare, Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on My Street. That's it, yes. Yeah. It's Nightmare on My Street. Every time we got ready for Halloween, I'd always put this on in the 90s as I was getting ready in my costume. Okay. I don't remember. I remember the Crypt Keeper. Don't remember the song. Nope. And the other one was what? Fugue in D minor? Fugue in D minor. I'd be amazed if you were able to find that. Let me try. Dun, dun. <laughs> Let's see. Fugue. If I could spell Fugue. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, in D minor. Would it be Takata and Fugue in D minor? That's usually what a lot of people put it as. Let me see if I can. Uh, Takata, Fugue, and. Let's see if this is it. This is it. Yep. By various artists and Johann Sebastian Bach. Various is the artist. Various artists are playing it, but Bach wrote it. Mm-hmm. 
this just like leads me into like old Looney Tunes, like Bugs Bunny going into the haunted castle, or with the monster, mm -hmm. and, or Witch Hazel. Mm -hmm. I learned more about classical music from Bugs Bunny than I ever learned. Oh, I know. But yeah, it's definitely. So this would be so. I used to have a record of this. And now that we have a record player, I'll put it on, and as kids come to the door, I'll hit the play button and have this playing, which mm. the kids in the neighborhood adore, because they come and they dress up my dog as the hellhound every year. So you did get a hellhound, you just have to dress him up every year. Yeah, every year he has to get gel in his hair and be hit up with flour. Tanya? Mm. Okay. Well, I have three. Okay. I have a lot more that I usually put in, but okay. these are like my top three. Of course, the classic Monster Mash. Okay, Monster mm -hmm. I should have guessed that one. That That's the classic one. Okay. And then it's followed up with um, Thriller and Time Warp. Oh, oh. three great ones. Mm. Three really classic. And uh, looking at the good housekeeping.com, um, Monster Mash is number one. Number three is Thriller. Um, and number eight is Time Warp. It depends on which time warp, though. The original Rocky. The original one is awesome. Going from Rocky. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. When my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mesh. He did the monster mesh. The monster mesh. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mesh. It caught on in the flash. He did the mash. Classic. See, I always actively try to avoid Thriller this time of year because I've just, I've grown to just not care about the song. It's just one of those things. And now we know the guy that recorded it was scarier than the song. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, every year they try on Halloween to have the world's largest Thriller dance. And they try to synchronize it with everyone around the world to get together and try to do the dance all together at the same time. I just take a moment at Halloween I, I you know I try to do two things I don't have a playlist but I try to watch Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown and I try to watch Rocky Horror I got a rock that's yeah. it <laughs> it's close to me good grief Stop. there it is time, time is fleeting madness Takes control. Oh, that's right. That takes control later. But Sorry. Closely, not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. There it is. That's where it was. I remember. I think I heard this Drinking this moment's when Darkness came me. And the courts will be calling. Let's do the time warp again. 
it's just to jump to the left. See, and in in my life, nobody can say just jump to the left without me going a step to the right. Yeah. Yeah. Innocently, the other day, my my dad's uh, my dad's uh, girlfriend said something. Oh, it's just a jump to the left, because she was talking oh. about something on on the on a game board that the two of them were playing. And I said, it's, it's just a step to the right. right. <laughs> and both of them looked at me like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. And I'm like, "I can't be here right now." I actually used to have the Columbia Columbia's part in this. I used to have that memorized, and I used to be able to to do it. There you go. Mm. Yes, I so. can do the tap dance. Hey, can I make you guys feel old again? Sure. sure. You've never heard it. No, I haven't. Uh, God. <laughs> oh can I God. fire him now? <laughs> yes, you can. Go for it. You're fired. Fair enough. <laughs> Your homework is to go watch Rocky Horror. <laughs> but don't watch the one with Lorraine Cox. You want the one with Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Rocky. Although although Cox did not do a bad job either. Rocky no, Horror Picture Show, show is actually um, Friday, October 4th. It was showing at the cinema at like 1130. Yeah, they were doing their um, the, the the acting that they do. You know, they have a live one at uh, RIT every like season. Yeah. You need to see it. You, you haven't lived. Yeah. You really you have to experience it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With a crowd. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. just watch it alone by yourself because then you won't have. I feel like that'd be weird. Things thrown at the screen. and mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All or the funny extra stuff. People singing along. People singing along. I've never seen it in the theater. Really? I've just seen it on DVD. Hmm. I had an ex-boyfriend that he was actually part of that crowd, so I actually did go with our, him. Our very own it. Andy Mertzke was in a, a regular group that Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Andy? Andy. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I now so have now, more reasons to love Andy. He looked great in a garter. Yes, dear. Your uh, turn. Um, Your turn. What songs do you put? I just, you like I said, get? I really don't have a... Uh, I, don't have a playlist. If you, I have. If you were to have a playlist, I try to avoid Thriller because I don't like okay. the song. Um, you know, I when it comes to Halloween, I don't look for Halloween music. And like I said, I watch The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and I watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. So pretty much Rocky Horror, the soundtrack for Rocky. Horror yeah, Picture soundtrack Show. for Rocky would be a good one. That'd work for me. But I don't really have a you know. For me, it's I. I don't have musical preferences when it comes to holidays. Damn it, Janet. I really don't. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. Halloween's actually my uncle's favorite time of the year. He uh, he was actually he's been he was featured in by Thirteen Wham a couple years in a row as the scariest house in around Kuwait. <laughs> oh, I love your. Then I think I know what house it is, and I love that house. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about Halloween and stuff, but I just he's got a like picture, a bunch of hers message from my mom that Rikers Golf Clubs have have arrived to Florida and they're now wrapped for Christmas. Nice. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Because we're going to be down there for, for Christmas, um, nice. actual day. So I was shipping Christmas presents and down stuff. Down there. Yeah. There it is. Best way to do it. I'm trying to get my girlfriend music. here for Christmas because uh, uh, her family has me for uh, Thanksgiving. Should have her come up for uh, Christmas on Park Ave when they decorate all Park Avenue. Eh, not a bad idea. Yeah. The, th- what, the reason being is I want her to experience the Feast of the Seven Fishes. It's really big in my family. Oh, nice. Well, kids, that's a show. Yep. So uh, let's blend from one piece of music to the other. Okay. First thing is, don't forget December seventh and eighth as mini 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 con and the theater wing at the Grease Ridge Center. Come and then down later that the- weekend, find us at the R wing at U of R. <laughs> and this has Perfect been madness. Monkey Business. Monkey Business Madness. Yes. Your one-stop shop for everything creepy. Sam's <laughs> <laughs> so horny. That, that, that was no. A product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you like a spider monkey in May of 2020. <laughs> 
Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us through the Arduing and back. Follow us wherever you go. Because there's going to be lots of creepiness. And we will lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a wonderful week. We'll see you again. Very scary. <laughs> Let's give this episode the axe. <laughs> that was good. I like that. That was awesome. Dum dum.